Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your little big brother, your little brother. Second cousin of your mother, third cousin of your father. It's all family. This is your brother, No Covers, coming to you out of the city of Wilmington, North Carolina. Out again for another Sunday morning. Uh, we like to do this on Sundays now. We call it No Cover Sunday Morning Message. And I'm trying to get in in time today. Um, I want to thank everybody that's been supporting the David Walker Economic Health and Culture Center here in the city of Wilmington, North Carolina. No covers, books, and things. Thank you for all your love and support you've been showing us. Getting the hours uh, squared away. Come June the 1st, we should be open, uh, hopefully, 4 to 8 during the weekdays, 4 to 8 p.m., and 9 to 5 on weekends for right now. Uh, that is get us through the month of June, through the summer. Uh, but always call us. You got our website. Call us in Texas. We always welcome to come up and share information with folks. We're recording on three channels a day. We're on Melon. Thank you, Melon, for supporting. Uh, we're on Anchor as well, and we're on YouTube and Facebook Live. Four channels, I said. Let's get started this morning. I want to uh, talk to you this morning about us. I, I made the topic, Uvalde, um, Buffalo, uh, the shootings. But as always, I like to go to scripture and on Sunday, especially. And I want to go back in time. I love the Old Testament. You all know that I've been following for, for a minute. I want to go back in time to the Old Testament to when Israel did not have a king. Uh, if many of you that are familiar with the Bible, there's a group of sections called Judges. And there's a group of, of sections in the Bible that have judges after judges after judges. Well, when Israel went into the promised land, God set up them to have judges. And I'm growing up as my foot, my father, he used to give a sermon called Judges After God's Own Heart because the judges were picked based on their relationship with God. So Israel would have a list of judges and the judges would determine, determine the outcome of any case or any matter, how the country would run, how things would be. Israel started to look at the other nations or the other countries or the other nations, really nations, that they were involved with in the promised land. And they noticed that they had kings and they didn't have judges. And so Israel wanted to have a king. So God, after time, said, okay, you keep asking for a king. I've got these judges set up. I'm going to give you a king. And they gave him the king. And the first king they gave him was Saul. Now, Saul was not a man after God's own heart. Saul was just a king. And so, of course, Israel ended up getting what the other nations got because they didn't follow the line of judges. They followed the line of the kingship, which was Saul. There's an incident that Saul failed very miserably. Um, Saul was told to go against the Malachites. And you know, any of you know the scripture, Saul was supposed to go against the Malachites. And God gave specific instructions when they went against the Malachites. He said, go against the Malachites, and I want you to kill everything. Male, female, children, cattle, anything moving, I want you to wipe it out. And God had a right to do that because he was very angry with the Amalekites because history shows that the Amalekites were the one of the ones that would attack Israel when they were waiting to get into the promised land. 
The Malachites were very sneaky and they went behind Israel and attacked them as they came across the Red Sea. God never forgot that about the Malachites. So he told Saul to go and wipe them all out. It's very harsh, but that was God's command. His command was very harsh and he said, wipe out everything, man, woman, and child, and animals included. It was not to leave anything at all. And so Saul went in. And number one, the first mistake he made is he spared the king's life and brought in a spoil to show off that I got the king. He wanted to show off. The second thing he did, he took the cattle, the good cattle. He was like, I don't know. I don't know you told me to kill the women and children, but he's nice. It's me here, good cattle here. Broke God's command. When Samuel finally caught up with Saul, he told him, hey, hey you messed up, buddy. <laughs> you, you, you really messed up this time. And you made some other mistakes, but this one here, you really messed up. And he got angry with Saul, Samuel and uh, wanted to tell you to plead with God. Samuel said, I'm not pleading with him. You messed up. He told you to slaughter everything. And you didn't. You didn't listen to his commands. You didn't listen to his instructions. So you are now involved in a relationship outside of the relationship you had with God. And because Israel had him as king, Israel now is in a relationship outside the relationship they had to God. What in the world does that have to do with Texas, Uvalde, and America? My heart goes out to any child that was shot or any person that was in the grocery store. The reason why my heart goes out is because I have been preaching security in these places for years. I have been praying for security for years. I am one of the biggest advocates on this channel and any other channel of schools having metal detectors. I am the biggest advocate of having a security at the front of a grocery store with a sidearm on his hip. We'll talk about guns in a minute because guns are not the problem. I'm sorry, guns legislation is not going to do anything. So my heart goes out. But the question is why? And why are we being affected as the, the current children of Israel, us, us, us in America, us, us refugees, us blacks, us displaced citizens, us away from our homeland have been brought over here, kidnapped, us, us. Uh, whatever description you want to give us, us. Why are we being affected as well? Well, you remember you asked for a king, didn't you? See, you were, you and I were, 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 were captive in this land. And God allowed us to go free. We had some of the best school systems. Segregated, but good. We had some of the best churches. Segregated, but good. We had some of the best preachers and politicians. Segregated, but good. But we wanted a king. We wanted to take part of the global world. We wanted to take part of this system. We wanted to be included. We fought for that, and we asked for a king. And we gave up our churches. We gave up our schools. We gave up our community. And we came into a melting pot. 
And now we must bear the same consequences as everyone else because we did it. Sorry. We did it. So when that's doing this, we now have to bear the cost. I'm with you too. Because I have to bear with you. Even I want to, but I have to. We did it because we asked for a kingdom. Now, we'd have to deal with this situation in America. See, we're living in a country that was made the most powerful country on the face of the earth. But it's a very disobedient country. Just like Saul was a very disobedient king. We asked for this king. We asked for this country. But we live in a very disobedient country. Sorry. We have very disobedient politicians. Sorry, this is America. We have very two-sided laws. Sorry. We have very disobedient foreign relationship with the rest of the world. Sorry, this is America. We have a very disobedient moral standard. Sorry, this is America. We have very disobedient children because they're disobedient to the parents because the parents are disobedient to the standards that were set and aligned by the creator because the parents wanted a king, America. And the parents live in America, therefore we must suffer the same cost. It's Memorial Day. And just thinking about Memorial Day makes me think of how far we've come. I got a letter this morning from a dear, real close brother that I want to read. His name is Brother Hankins. You all know Brother Hankins. Wrote the first book, What Blacks Need to Do. He wrote the second book, What Blacks Need to Do. Two good books I will have here at the store. You need to come pick those up. But since we're talking about how we are affected by what goes on in this disobedient country. Because everything you see is going to continue until we start being obedient. More shootings, more death, more mayhem, until we start being obedient. Sorry. Mr. Hankins said what Memorial Day means to me. It's reminder to me of where we come from in this struggle, because I'm talking to a Pacific audience. Everybody's not listening. I will take this day to remember and salute my people who are the combatants in the world's largest war, this race war, started centuries ago when the first slave was bound and kidnapped. It was illegal, it was legal for the slave master to bull with rape or hang a slave anytime they wanted. In every war, they give the victims insulting nicknames. A few names they gave us, and some they still use today, coons, mm -hmm. darkies, mm -hmm. car babies, neat, jungle bunnies, neat, monkeys, neat, rich, uncle, I'm not going to say the N word, gal, boy, buck, color, and neat. Our ladies have to cook for the masters and take the food on the trays from the kitchen and this is the way because of the heat to the table in the big house. The masters wanted to make sure the cooks did not eat any of their food. So they made them whistle all the way. I catch that? All right, I'll whistle. 
To keep us slaves ignorant, the masters made it against the law to teach the slaves to read and write. They made the slaves the same all the time, so we would not think about the plan to escape. Plan, plan, escape, think about a plan to escape with our fellow slaves. If a slave stopped singing, the overseer woman would say, make some noise over there. How slaves worked in the house and when they would sometimes bathe or wear clean clothes or eat the same food from the master's finished product. They were taught they were better than the field slaves and taught that their master and told their master when the slaves, when the field slaves stole something or talked about escaping. That's how Nat Turner got caught, y'all. Couple of house slaves told the master what was going on. Unfortunately, we still have some house slaves today, like Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, Herschel Walker, and South Carolina's Tim Scott. Are there any in your family, Mr. Hankins asked? Field slaves worked from sunup to sundown. After work, they would eat supper and then go to bed because they were dead tired. Yesterday, we were called slaves. Today, we still face discrimination in this perpetual race war. Harriet Tubman once told Frederick Douglass, I'd feed many slaves and could have freed many more if only they had realized they were slaves. Please, let's not make this mistake in 2022. You are a victim and will remain one if you sleep through this revolution where they are using the big lie to take away all your rights. To win this revolution, we must fight using nonviolent methods, Mr. Hankins. Five ways to success. One, pray to your God or whoever your higher power is. Two, research the issues and the candidates. Three, register to vote in every election. Four, encourage at least five members, five family members, five coworkers, and five friends to vote. And five, donate whatever amount you can afford to honest candidates who will make laws that will help you and your family. He has some other things listed. I'll send it to you a copy of it if you want to. That's Mr. Hank is a good brother. But he reminded me of the condition that we're in and how we are leaning on this answer called legislation. I will push and support for any um, reasonable gun legislation. Because as my heart goes out, and I know people saying, brother, you're being very hypocritical because we know you have a gun club. And here's, let me tell you why. As I said, we live in a very disobedient country. Knowing that we live in a very disobedient country, I know with all my heart, they're not giving up their guns. I know with all my heart, they're not giving up their billions of dollars, millions of dollars. I'm a card-carrying member of the NRA. You might be surprised at that. You wouldn't be surprised because I used to be in the Republican Party. I like to stay in tune. I like to know what the other side is thinking. I'm the spook to step out the door if you know it or not. You really need to come talk to me sometime. I really can tell you and hip you to what's really going on on the other side of the street that affects you and I every day. Yeah. But I'm also a card-carrying member of the National African-American Gun Association. 
And the reason why the National African American Gun Association was formed, because we know the NRA's power. So how can we push back? We can only push back with our own power because the guns are not going anywhere. This legislation that you're calling for, for background checks versus three days to 10 days, what difference does it make if my mind is criminally minded? What difference does it make if I've been born and bred in a society that's disobedient? What difference does it make three days to 10 days if I plan to act to kill you? It makes no difference. Three, 10, or 60, if my mind is deranged and I plan to kill, I will find a way to kill you. If I've been raised a wicked, violent society, that's the bottom line. We live in a society that is disobedient. We're following a kingship that's been disobedient. Until we come back to obedience, law's not going to change anything. So in the meantime, you have to be obedient. Take care of yourself. Protect your family. God didn't tell you not to secure your schools. God didn't tell you not to secure your church. You're going to church this morning. God didn't, he didn't instruct you nowhere. Oh, he told Peter to put the sword up when Peter was crying one. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. When he, when, he, when he struck the chief's ear off, he said, put the sword away. But he had one. He was carrying one. You missed the whole point. Oh, he, he put, put it up, put it away. No, he put it up, put it away because he was out of line. It wasn't time to fight. He was out of line. It wasn't time to cut the man's ear off. He was out of line. But he had one on his side. He was carrying one. Why? Because of the time and the climate that Jesus was walking in. The climate and the time that the disciples were walking in. And you are walking in the same time and climate today. Secure your school. Secure your family. Secure your community. Don't wait on no laws and legislation to do that. You following the wrong king? New Hanover County had money that's being spent on violence. New Hanover County had money that was set aside to protect the violence in the school. Here in my city, New Hanover County, Wilmington, North Carolina, had money put aside to build organizations, to build a, a, a defense against violence in school. New Hanover County has not put one dollar or one investigated moment or one thought process into putting metal detectors at the front of every school in New Hanover County. Well, you're making them look like prisons, Dahu. They already prisons in my mind. You already got the prison the pipeline going on. From my point of view, oh, it's going to traumatize the child. Every stadium in the United States of America, when you walk into a basketball, football, or baseball game, you go through a metal detector. The child sits there and watch the game is not traumatized. Every airport that you're going through, you go into a metal detector. The child sitting on the plane is not 
flying to California traumatized? What make you think a child going through a metal detector school is going to be traumatized? A child with common sense that you gave them is going to feel safe in that school. Going to feel comfortable in that school. And not going to be scared that they're going to have to hide up on a desk because some deranged lunatic that's been bred by this killer country called America. All over the world we've been doing this. And we didn't think it wasn't coming home. What's wrong with us? We didn't think it was going to come back to us. And we didn't ask for the king. We the ones getting hit. We didn't love the king so much. The people of color, the ones, buffalo color. You validate color. We the ones getting hit. Because you still have this systematic system of racism that you never dealt with. And you wanted to follow this king. You wanted Saul. Saul had still had that wicked mind in his head that he couldn't see God's plan. And you still want to follow this system, this underlying system of racism that's still sitting there. And not want to deal with it openly. You watch what the sister went through to get the Supreme Court justice seat. She got beat up, tired. You see it every day. We don't want to deal with it. We just want to sit with the king and act like it doesn't exist. No. It has to stop. It has to come to an end. It's hope. I, 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 I've, been, I've been around and this is my second trip going overseas. I was, I, was, I was blessed to be like my son is now. I was overseas when I was 18, 19 years old. I came back with a different point of view. I love, I love, I love the soil I live on. I love the freedoms that I have. But I hate disobedience from anyone, including myself. I hate when I'm disobedient. I hate when I'm not following the correct way. I hate it when I hurt my hurt or dishonor my mother, dishonor my father. I hate it. But I love the soil I live on. I love my freedoms. I love my guarantees. I love my rights. But I hate behavior that we engaged in. And we have to rethink the process of that behavior. We have to rethink the process of how we're living, how we operate, and we have to rethink the process in order for us to come back in line. In the meantime, we have to be wise. We have to protect ourselves and our families and our children because it's not going to stop. It's going to keep coming and it's still happening. And we're going to keep marching. We're going to keep saying. We're going to keep hoping that Mick McConnell is not giving up his million dollars. You know, you know what a senator's salary is? $174,000 base pay? Every senator's safe pay is $174,000. Tillis, the top, the top two, Tillis and Burke from North Carolina, our state, North Carolina, Tillis and Burke. I think one gets $5 million, the other gets $4 million for the night. They base pay, look, this to the man. Their base pay is one seventy four. dollars the NRA gives them $5 million to $4 million. Mm. You think they're going to vote no or yes? 
You think they're going to vote no or yes? Mr. McCown, I think he's like 10 million from NRA. You think he's going to vote no or yes? Oh, I got it. You're going to vote and vote and vote and change the legislation, and then we're going to eventually come around. That's not going to happen, folks. America, y'all have got to go back and study my other tapes on how American system works in politics. Democrats are never going to be 100%. Republicans never going to be 100%. You always have these stalemates. You always stalemates on. You can never have bipartisan participation when it's something that deals with money. And even if the Democrats take over, right? Because y'all thinking, well, if the Democrats get in, they'll change these gun laws. If the Democrats get in, the only thing the NIA do is going to get them Democrats some money too. That's the only thing. They just going to switch partners. Because there's a lot of folks I know. I go to the club with them. I mean, the gun clubs. I go. I see them shooting. Hey, there's Democrats that shoot too, y'all. There are Democrats out here with AKs too, y'all. So nothing gonna happen if you change the game. They just gonna change who they get the money to. The money still gonna rule, man. Put that money in to come over. It's not a joking matter, I know. But it's, it's joking to me how y'all think. Because I know how y'all think. You hit me with it all the time in my inboxes. You inboxing me all the time and telling me you're wrong because when we take control, no, when you're not going to ever take control. You ask for a king, you got it. You're never going to be in control until he removes the king. And then and he ain't decided to do that yet. When he decides to remove the king, then you're going to see some control. But God hasn't decided to remove the king yet. He's given him some time. In the meantime, it doesn't make no difference which color the king is, which, which, which race the king is, which makeup the king is, which denomination the king is. It doesn't make a difference. He's still the king. And you still the puppet. puppet. Following the king. And so all the lobbies, all those big wheels going to do is put the money behind the next one coming up. You think they're not going to take the millions of dollars when I'm getting $174,000, you wrong. Look here, y'all. Let's be reasonable. Let's use common sense. Secure the schools with the metal detectors they need. It's not going to harm the children. Put some officers at put somebody. If you got to change shift, because I don't want you walking out of hallways. I want you sitting right there at that front door. Four hour shifts. Boom. Nothing comes in the back door. Nothing comes in the front door. Everything goes through one central location. Pat them down if you have to. I don't care. But keep the guns out of school just the same way you keep them out of basketball players with these million dollar athletes. And the same way you keep them planes out of there with the cockpit secure. Secure the schools. Take care of my babies. And understand you're following a king. In a country that's disobedient. And so in the meantime, we got to pay the cost and keep pushing for this king to get obedient and be a better king and be a better servant of the people. This your brother, no colors. That's my 30 minutes for Sunday. Uh, I got to respect somebody else's time. Peace and blessings, I'm out.
It's athletic if Wake is using it. This is hilarious. Bro, how much health does this bot have? Last night, played four tonight. We're doing oh, hello, Brett. <laughs> that was an actual real player chat. I'm I feel so bad. We go hide, Wesley. Born in 1999. You little zoomer. Bro. No one talks about it. No one's talking about it. Undefeated, never lost. Literally, you got it right there. Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> 